Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast, the podcast where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA. I'm Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, is none other than the wonderful, the amazing Marcus Chinqui. Oh, <laughs> Marcus! Those kind words. Yeah, I'm feeling. Up. You know, I'm I'm feeling kind of down today, but I'm we haven't we haven't done the cast <laughs> in a while. Um, so I, you know, I want to. Just be a little extra enthusiastic, man. It's good. It's good to hear your voice. You know, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't we're, we're, we're back. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, we left on some on a a bad note last time with uh, some Knicks news, but <laughs> yeah, just to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> it's we've taken time. We've regrouped. You know, thought about it. How do we feel? What have we seen? And uh, I think that's what we're going to get into. So, how are you feeling? I, I'm calmer a little bit. Uh, I was texting you a number of times threatening to, uh, you know, end my Nick fandom uh, because of how upset I I was um, at the Knicks organization, I think was where my anger was really towards, uh, not towards Porzingis, but there was a lot of emotions. There was a lot of emotions flying at that time, so... As you said, um, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm a little calmer. I'm, I'm able to kind of let this whole thing settle. I, I, I have some thoughts. Uh, I, I mean, since, since then we've gotten more of the story a little bit. So, you know, things make a little bit more sense, but still not really. Still more I need to find out, things I want to hear. Got some questions, haven't gotten answers, but... Yeah, I... And... Yeah. as a, Excuse me. Oh, man. Burped right there. Uh, a little... Uh, I'm still... You see, I'm, I'm still having trouble, like, getting out how how I feel about all this. But at the end of the day, I'm still not mad at KP. Uh, as we said in the last podcast, the writing was on the wall the whole time. And I think we just... Sometimes as Nick fans, we, we don't see it. I don't think we realize how how bad it is. But I don't blame the Knicks for for moving him because the guy didn't want to play here. And if a guy doesn't want to play here, he doesn't want to play here. I'm not gonna we're not gonna force this guy. Let's try to get something. Do I think we got enough in return? You know, I think last time on the podcast I had said that we made a good deal considering what situation the Knicks were in and what they had to do. So we got some picks. Cause they had to do it fast and just had to get something and, done. And that's, and one thing we're learning, it sounds like the Knicks reached out to other teams and tried to trade KP to get a guy. Let's say I, I even heard some De'Aaron Fox things or Marvin Bagley, uh, Anthony Davis. They were, Donovan yeah, they were trying to get another young talent uh, to build this team around. And that's the thing that I would have loved to have seen in a trade because the more and more I think about it, that I'm still upset and I'm not happy with it is because we're now missing that 
core piece. That was, I, I forgot the exact words David Fisdale used when talking about the Knicks situation that was different from like Philly when they were tanking, where we had KP. He was they had the ace in the exactly. Hole. So all these young guys growing, like they were going to grow with KP, and KP was going to be the leader of this team, and then we could also make moves for free agents. But the problem now is you don't have that that all-star that it guy and like we could play the game oh well the guy we picked this next year is going to be the guy or maybe is it going to be kevin knox and we're liking guys like mitchell robinson and all but but they're not i don't see the the ceiling as high as what what porzingis's ceiling was so it just it i don't i don't know what the future holds and that's why i have to see what happens this summer and moving forward um i want to talk a little bit about that too of like you know, best case scenario and just what, what we think the Knicks should do. Um, because I have, you know, the big news that we're hearing now is KP and Kyrie, KP and Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie at the all-star game was talking with, with, uh, KD, KD. sorry, KD in the, in the tunnel and, you know, two max contract. Like, I don't think he was saying that at all. He could have been He's probably talking about, it. I could get two quarter pounders, <laughs> yeah, two, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just so funny that we like we even think that. Um, oh, okay, KD moved his business to to New York, so he's coming. Uh, would love to have Durant. It makes me a little worried that the age that he's at and all these young guys that we have, how is that going to work? We see LeBron right now working with young guys in LA, which we might talk a little bit later. Uh, which is not working which is out. does not seem to be working out um barring his injury i i still think if his injury didn't happen that it, it would be a different story um because now lonzo's out too they're having they can't afford any injuries uh on such a young know, team a yeah right it's it's pretty ugly and it looks like they're not gonna when make you the lose playoffs. to the sun yeah i think you gotta hit that um, panic button but i just i don't the knicks had a clear path coming into the season of what they were gonna do and how to build this team and now I'm not so sure what this path is. And if we, I, I feel like we're still this, I don't even, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I just, I don't. And that's even the weird thing is like, did they really have a path? Because all, all year they kept talking about Fisdale's like, yeah, I went to Latvia. I studied with Porzingis' family. He's on board with everything we're doing. And it seemed like Fizz didn't know it. Like a a week earlier, he was saying, "It's like, oh yeah, he's he's engaged in practice and he's hanging out with all the guys and this and that." And then a week later, yeah, well maybe he, like he actually wasn't very engaged. He didn't really want to, you know, he didn't look like he wanted to be there, and he's not hanging around. And the story kept changing, so it was like, who knows what the real deal right. was. And were they already like they were already calling an audible and switching up the plan for the future because they knew KP wasn't going to be a part of it. Yeah. So now I don't know what you know, I don't know what to I think. personally I what... think that things turned when the losing happens. That's losing is just the worst thing that can happen to any team, locker room, players, coaches, the future. Everything gets thrown out the window when you start losing. And not only were they losing. We talked about last time the treatment of Ennis Cantor and how they were going to force all these guys out and trade everybody. It, it just you you could tell it wasn't just losing and okay we're tanking and that's it. It was it was bad. There there 
something was not right. You could, you could feel the tension, even on the court, the way they were playing, the heart, all the hustle, like everything just seemed off. And I think KP in his early career, everything that he's been through with the Knicks, it was like, here we go again. I got another guy coming in, tell me it's going to be this way, the culture, this thing and that. And you know what? It's the same thing. I don't like the way they're treating their players. They say we're going to go in this direction, but then he's doing these things. And like, I don't like the way he's, he's benching these guys all game. Why isn't this guy getting minutes? It just, you know, what is the path? They say it's one thing, but then the actions say something else. And, you know, it's a mess. The new, the New York Knicks for the last two (laughs) decades have been a mess. Uh, But let, we talked a lot about this last podcast. So, so one thing I want to ask you is KP's gone. That's it. He's gone. We don't know who we're going to sign in free agency this year. We can't know that until it happens, until the summer happens. What do you think of the team right now? Because the Knicks have won three out of the last five, and that is partly <laughs> due to the fact that Moody is back. Trier uh, is back. He's been back, but I think the hamstring injury is kind of like is gone now. I don't think it's lingering anymore. You can kind of tell the way he's moving to the basket a lot better. Mitch Robinson doing his thing out there. Uh, this guy, Ellison, or what is this guy's name? I had to, I had to look him up. Henry Rowan Gardner. Um, okay. Like now it's like another I've never heard of this guy. guy. They're picking him up from Detroit. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's coming to big boy. He, he can ball. He can, he can play some ball. Um, we got Dennis Smith jr. He's been getting some minutes. I, I have certain thoughts on him, but I, I will say he, He's been doing his thing. I'm, I'm, he hasn't been playing bad. Uh, but what do you – so what do you think right now? Like wh- how are you feeling about all this and still with our young guys and Knox and just the whole, the whole thing? You know, it's a, it's, a weird, it's a weird situation to be in because you want to see some development from these guys and like see how they're playing together. But you don't really want them to win. So it's like, okay, they can keep it close. and Like the game against Cleveland, you know, if they had it. And then they collapsed yeah, that in the was fourth pathetic. quarter. The, watching the end of the game, I was like, really, guys? <laughs> all the news is like, okay, they're not tanking, but are they? You know, it's they knew somebody had to lose that game. So, yeah. Tanking. They kind of phoned it in. I, but. To set something straight, I don't think people realize when a team is tanking, that doesn't mean you're losing on purpose. It means the, it means the coaches is putting players. in young guys <laughs> and, like, letting them do their thing and just, like, you know – you're not going for a championship. You're not making the playoffs. So it, it's, it's more of like the personnel and just how you move guys in and out. You want guys to get minutes and want guys to grow. It's not, it, it's not about winning games. It's, but I, I don't want people to think that oh tanking they should go out there and like miss the last shot on purpose in a close game. That's that's not what tanking is. Uh, but I will say with the new lottery drawing, the bottom three teams all have an equal shot at the first pick. So, That's why I don't mind a couple yeah, wins the, here or there because like, exactly like, the know, Knicks are gonna fall. It's like the people bottom that three. were freaking out, they're like, "What are the Knicks doing, winning games like this?" I'm like, "It's two games. Yeah. You know, they're still in the bottom three in the league. They're not gonna make any. They're not gonna win like ten in a row. It's not gonna happen." Uh, and so people can just calm down. Yeah. And if you look at it, it's the top three are 14, percent but then four and four through six is 11. So it's not really right. 
Which, that which is why I, like, I totally see the Knicks getting a fifth very well end up at like the seventh pick, pick yeah, again. Exactly. And that's what's going to happen to us. And exactly. The whole city is just going to just fall apart because yeah. like, we can't catch a break. <laughs> but it's like I, I think the, like, the story has been Mitchell Robinson yeah. showing stuff because like DeAndre's out. I like – I like having him there for it's like strictly for Mitchell Robinson. That's why DeAndre Jordan's there, because they are essentially the same player with a ten-year age gap. So, yeah. like you know, you're seeing him play, and you can see what he could what he could be capable of if he's playing like thirty minutes a game, because he plays what like twenty, twenty-five. Right. If you put him up to 30, 35 minutes a game, he's you know, and the young guys developing a rapport together, like. He's a lob guy, you know? He's that Tyson Chandler, DeAndre Jordan type of guy. Just throw it up to him and let him throw it down. But defensively, like, this guy is going to be something special. And people were saying that from when he got drafted. Like, no, just no one knew about him because he didn't play in college. But you have a guy who's quick out there, good foot, showing pretty good footwork. He's just long. So long. Just Those block three-pointers, he's just surprising the guy shooting. Like, oh, this guy, like, I got an open shot. And then it's just like, wow, he's long. So like, yeah, these long armors come out of nowhere yeah. and disrupt the shot. So I think he's, like, the brightest star so far, like, right now. Sure. And then I'm still, I don't know about Knox. I'm I'm on the fence. Like, I don't know. I know he's still young. Like, give him another off season to, like, really start to develop. But – there are just some gaping holes yeah. in his game that need some work, and you know, it'll happen. But he shows flashes of things here and there. But you can't still be trying to make layups from eight feet from the basket. Yeah, he's <laughs> that's becoming like his signature move. Uh, and how you know with these guys, you just it's how you groom them and how they're gonna grow, and uh, you know there's potential there. Uh, how do you feel about Dennis Smith Jr.? Because we, we've seen Knox all year and Mitch, like, you know, beginning of the year, we liked what we saw. We, we, we see the growth, I think, with all these guys and guys like Isozo and uh, even Moutier. I, I'm, I've become a Moutier fan. I'm, I'm completely converted. I, I like Emmanuel Moutier. I think he kind of – he has that, that confidence out there now. And even at the end of games when he has the ball, it's like – you know, earlier in the season, he closed out some of those games. He had a big game uh, the other night. Uh, he just, I, I i feel the most confident when he's out there as far as the guards. Uh, but see, the thing is that with him, he's going to, he's going to be gone after this year. Is he though? Why? Yeah, I, I hear, I, I hear from a lot of people that Dennis Smith is not going to be a Nick uh, after this year, that they're not even going to keep him. Yeah, but he's still on his rookie deal. So, I mean, they'd have to trade him for somebody, but Moody, I think is. Why wouldn't they resign? Moody? Fizdale loves Moody. Well, they'd have to resign him. So like, are you going to pay him? I would a lot of money to stick around. Well, like, I don't know how much it would cost. Get. We got to pay someone. We got $78 million. Yeah. Well, it depends how much is, uh, a Kyrie or a Kemba. Gonna, I want to say something. I, okay. So I know Kyrie was going to come up. Stupid Nick fans. Why do we want Kyrie Irving? Somebody tell me. All I hear is KP, th- that he was gone, oh, because of his injuries, this and that. This guy, Kyrie, I mean, he's a fantastic player to watch. Don't get me wrong. But look at what's going on in Boston right now. And right now we have all the – we just brought in Dennis Smith Jr., young guards who – I mean, guy can't play defense. 
and just like what is the benefit of all the holes and what we're trying to grow like do we really want to bring in Kyrie an injury prone guy that is now on a team that the last six games with the Celtics 0 and 6 without Kyrie they're 6 and 0 I was saying the record they're 22 what was it like 20, 20 they're 28 and 22 with Kyrie and they're 9 and 2 without him like I wasn't a believer because I, I, I was kind of thinking, you know, when they get in the playoffs, they're really going to want Kyrie because you need a guy like that, a closer. But I don't know, man. The numbers are, are they're there and I see them and he's kind of a ball stopper. He doesn't, he is a great passer and he's been, you watch some of the games, he does make some great passes. He, he can move the ball, but he's still, especially end of games too. He ain't passing the ball, man. And he gets some good buckets, but he's a defensive liability. Uh, he's not playing with LeBron anymore, man. And I'm not saying Kyrie's not a good player. Don't get me wrong. But do I want to pay that guy $35 million or $30 million when we have young guys like Amudier and Dennis Smith Jr. who can kind of do similar things? I mean, they can't score the ball ball as well, but I don't know. To put to, to put your money into a guy I who's injury prone and plays one them. side of the ball, like I, I just I wouldn't put them on Kyrie's level. At all, maybe no, like of course not. No, together are on Kyrie's level, but Kyrie's an all star, man. Like, don't get me wrong, he's he's phenomenal to watch. But with a team that has a bunch of young guys, and I think that's the team. When you look at the whole Knicks team, you bring in a guy like Kyrie. He he's kind of he's fixing one issue of kind of scoring the basketball, but we we need so much more. We need a guy who can do uh, so much more than just score the basketball. Like who's a uh... Who's a point guard out there that can do all that stuff? That's the thing. There's so many guards out there that aren't, you know, like lockdown defenders, but also can give you 25 points a game. So it's, I don't know, it's it's tough. Like, what do you, that's what you would hope a guy like Frank turns into something where he could at least be that that cushion on defense for another guard that doesn't have that defensive strength. Of course, strength. yeah, yeah. And then you put him, but again, you say he's not with LeBron anymore, but if you bring in a KD, you put him with another star player, how does he react to that? You know, like how does his game come together? Yeah, I mean, I Gordon yeah. Hayward is not and, that, that superstar. And I'm really player. just asking the question because I, 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 I don't know. My issue is with this whole Kyrie KD thing. If you bring those guys in, with the way the Knicks are constructed right now, I don't even think you win the Eastern Conference. Like, I don't think you're getting to the Eastern Conference Finals with with a team that you now bring in Kyrie and KD because still these other holes, you have all 20, they're surrounded by 20-year-olds. And what Kyrie brings to the table, like, i rather have, let's say, a KD and a Clay Thompson because then I still have a guy like Moutier and, and Dennis Smith or someone to play guard. And you have Clay who plays both sides of the ball. You have KD who plays both sides of the ball. Mitch and down low or whatever, if you can keep DeAndre Jordan. I don't, you know, I don't know what the other pieces are, but it just seems like to spend your $78 million with one of the, those guys being Kyrie, I just it, I don't think it's a formula for, for a championship competing team. It just seems like a weird with, with all the play again, the, the roster that the Knicks currently have. I mean, look at the Celtics like that. 
it's a perfect example of like Kyrie's coming back and they're not winning more games. So does bringing Kyrie and make the Knicks a better team going next year? Sure. Of course it does. And bringing in anyone does, but it just doesn't seem like the right fit. And that injury stuff too. Cause if I'm going to hear everyone tell me about injury, you know me, I usually take injuries like out of the equation, but people are always telling me like, how do you, how do you not, Take that into He's account. He's got a lot of injuries. Uh, Have you seen the photo of his knee? It looks ridiculous. It looked like I don't know how he walked. Whose knee? With the th- Kyrie. Oh, from the. That's not yeah. some photo of his kneecap. I was just like, ew. Like, <laughs> how does he even walk? <laughs> um, so I'm really just. I I don't know. I, I I just get a little. I'm a little worked up these days, man. <laughs> yeah, and again, we don't know who they're gonna pick. Yeah. I I see, of any scenario, KD and Clay is one I don't see happen. I don't see. I don't see both of them leaving Golden State. Clay's probably going to stay because he's going to want the big money and KD's going to have to leave for them to give him the big money. But then it's like, who else is around that? Well, the Warriors are going to offer KD money first. They're not stupid. KD is going to be their first priority to keep in a Warriors uniform. So if that's going to hurt Clay's feelings, maybe. Uh, (laughs) I mean, KD is KD. Uh, But... I don't know. I mean, if I'm the Knicks, you go after KD, obviously, and you go after someone else that's not Kyrie Irving. Anybody? Kawhi? Kawhi, Of course. Kawhi, KD, Kemba even. Uh, Bigger body. Uh, I just – I. Kyrie is fun to watch, but I think he has to be, uh, you know, in the right – in the right situation. I think I think he does better when he plays with a team just full of defensive guys or like I don't know. I mean the Celtics they I I don't I don't think I've watched enough Celtics game to really figure out what their what their issue is. Uh, a lot of stuff I've been reading. I've been hearing Al Horford's taking a big step back and just Yeah, it looks like all of them are just unhappy. Uh, yeah. And it's I, not like it's because of Kyrie. It's, you know, they th- there's something going on. With all I, of them, because it's too many guys. They all want minutes, but they're not getting them. They're not getting the minutes they had last year. So you have these young guys that think they could, they should be doing more. But that's the thing with that team is they're gonna have to not blow it up, but a couple of them are gonna have to yeah. go. And I wouldn't mind taking on like you want to give me Kyrie and Marcus Smart. I'll take them. You know, like I love Marcus. Smart, any of those man. guys, Marcus Smart. I would love to have that. That's that's <laughs> that, that's that crazy point, New York yeah. <laughs> guy in him. But th- and that's but that's my point too. I rather just give me Marcus Smart. I don't I don't even I rather not spend the money on Kyrie. I rather spend you know a quarter of the amount and get a Marcus Smart. Uh, I just think, again, plays defense, and yeah. if you can get a guy like KD and all these other you know ISO zone the, these guys, we got scores on the floor. Dennis Smith goes to the basket. Like that's my kind of my a little bit of a knock on Dennis Smith is that defensively, eh, his. His shot's kind of crazy right now. He's got to fix that. He's got a weird, like, hitch in his shot. Um, when he takes free throws, it's just it's tough to watch. But around the basket, you know, he's a great player. So if he can get that shot together, uh, maybe maybe he could be something. But I don't know, man. It's just I the Knicks' plan of growing these young guys, kind of getting back to the – going back full circle. I just – the plan now for the Knicks, I just struggle with, like, what – is this plan now? Because if you bring in a vet like K, if you can get KD, that's amazing. But he's gonna be playing with a lot of young guys. Whether you get even him pairing up with anyone, uh, I heard rumors that 
maybe the Knicks would try to get KD, another big free agent, and then they'd make a trade for Anthony Davis, too, and they'd be able to get a big three. I think Broussard was <laughs> running his mouth about something Broussard. crazy. So He's just trying to get I, back in the, the line. I felt now. a lot more comfortable when we had KP and we had our centerpiece versus trying to, oh, we got money and we can go get some because, as we said last time, L.A. Lakers, perfect example, before LeBron came. They freed up all this money, and next thing you know, you got Timothy Mozgov as your your centerpiece. So, <laughs> hey. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know. But I, so, Knicks, so, so I think we both can agree for the rest of this season, we, we're confident the Knicks are going to be a bottom three team. Uh, I think later on in the year we're going to, you know, do a, a draft podcast, talk, talk a little bit. I want to wait. Uh, let things play out a little bit. Watch a little March Madness. I mean, yeah, we're in March now, so things are going to start. Yeah, so the, the, the microscope. Well, I got to ask you. I got to ask you. If you're Duke, do you bring back Zion? If I'm Duke? Or if I'm all Zion? That, all... Like, what do you mean? Like, Or if you're, yeah, if you're Zion, do, do you come back and play? Absolutely. If I'm, I'm a, I don't know a all this talk player. about them saying, yeah, like they just shut them down for the Dude, rest of the year. They do this every like, – any time a star – it's like these guys play basketball. So stupid. You know? um, I like what Kobe said. Like you made a commitment to Duke, so you fulfill your commitment. That's what you do. Yeah. And it's a whole other argument too about college players and do, should they be forced to and should they be making money. Um, you know, I have strong opinions on that. Save it for another day. But he plays for Duke. He got, he got hurt. If you're fine to play – and a lot of these guys, they want to play basketball. It's it, it's yeah. Like, what else is he gonna do? You know, he's there exactly. to play. Yeah. He's not he's not working on getting his GPA up. You know, he's just trying Be, to. This guy's been playing basketball his whole life. It's it's exciting. Does he want to play in March Madness and try to win a championship for Duke? Of course. Like, who wouldn't? What kid wouldn't dream of that? If you have the opportunity to do that, that's awesome. Like, play for Coach K. Like, no, nah, I'm gonna sit out and just watch. Like. That sounds miserable. Why would anyone do that? Uh, crazy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, and it's like it's it was like a freak accident that happened to him. So that could easily ha- like he could have been walking across the street and trips on someone and his shoe breaks, and then he's like, oh, whoops. You know, it's like he if he was working out, the same thing could have happened. It's not like it was a contact injury. You know, he was just yeah. moving and the shoe blew out. Yeah. And it's like yeah, that could happen. If you shut him down and he's in practice, same thing could happen. You know, right. so it's if he play. and that's he's the healthy. thing, if he wanted to take a year off and just train and not like play college to ruin his career, like he still would have been probably a top three draft pick, even if he didn't go to Duke. But he decided to play for Duke. So, dude, if you can play, play basketball. He wasn't even going to be. He wouldn't have even been like the number one prospect coming into the season. And going to Duke is what made him the number one prospect. You know, so. Yeah, he's, play, hey, if you could play, he's man, got, he's got to know. Yeah, play for the love of the game, man. You got to play. Uh, all right. Well, freaking Knicks, God, man, it gets gets my my blood pressure up, man. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's switch a little gears here. Talk a lot about Knicks. Uh, back on the first part. Blah, blah, blah. Back on the first podcast, Marcus. We made some picks. We made some, uh, we made some actual predictions about the Knicks, which I don't think my prediction is going to come true. But it's, but it's pretty close <laughs> of the Knicks finishing last. Uh, but one prediction we made was who was going to win the NBA championship and make it to the 
Eastern and Western Conference Finals. And I'd like to revisit that because we're getting getting pretty close here. Playoffs are going to be starting soon. Uh, things are shaping up. And I wanted to see, like, where we stand. Um, if I remember correctly. And I'm not sure if I remember. Yeah, for the Eastern Conference, <laughs> I had I picked. picked the Bucks and the Celtics. And I believe you had picked the Celtics and the 76ers. As your two I remember teams. saying the 76ers were going to be like that dark horse yeah. to come I, up You and, might have been waffling a, a little bit with them and the Raptor. You you, you were kind of... I waffled yeah, sometimes. Which is, which know, is fine. It, it uh, Western <laughs> Conference, we were both Golden State, Golden State to win it. And then our other teams, you were still big on the Rockets. Uh, and yeah. uh, and Who would you have going And I West had the Los Finals? Angeles Lakers. <laughs> so we'll start with the Western Conference. Okay, so the Lakers... It, if, if LeBron didn't get hurt, it would be a different story. And if other things didn't happen, I, I, I feel pretty confident that the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs. I actually think the, the one through eight right now in the Western Conference is set uh, with Golden State, Denver, OKC, Portland, Houston, Utah, San Antonio, and the Clippers. I, I feel pretty confident that is going to stay as is. Uh, the Clippers are three games ahead of Sacramento. Um, and four and a half games ahead of LA. I just think LA, like you said, is kind of a mess right now. So, hmm. kind of sucks. I think the Lakers, think, like, the, the LeBron story. I think it could have played out differently if he didn't get hurt. But I'm not making excuses. Because <laughs> I, I think I'm saying, if LeBron didn't get hurt and other things, you know, if they would have made a move, uh, if the Pelicans weren't being such jerks and would have just traded Anthony <laughs> Davis, I also think it could have been a different story. I mean, I still uh, think that there's like that whole trade rumor thing is what's fractured this team, and yeah. not even LeBron being hurt. It's just you got a bunch of young kids, and they're not sure how to handle all this stuff. And I think, oh, am I going to get traded? Yeah. Am I going to get like I don't know? LeBron's staying to himself. Like they said last night after that game, he left before everybody. Like didn't even got on the first bus out of there. Wasn't even with yeah. the team. You so know, things are not looking and good, man. We talk about. LeBron here and there. I think most of LeBron's career, his teammates don't really like him. Like, I don't think LeBron's yeah, that likable of a guy. <laughs> and there's a lot of egos in LA. I mean, you got Lonzo and Ingram. These are all like top pick guys. And then you bring in like Rondo and Lance. I mean, they're they're more vets, but there's just a lot of egos and um, it just it's it's La La Land and and LeBron coming in. So and you know. Seeing some of these clips of LeBron complaining too about his teammates when he's just standing around doing nothing, it's it's <laughs> LeBron's LeBron, so he gets, a, he gets of... a pass. But he's a tough guy to play with, man. And I think a lot of these LA guys, they they rather they're young, and I I wouldn't be surprised if they want to leave and they don't want to play with LeBron. Yeah, and it's always been that way. Like that's why he gets surrounded by vets because. They're like, oh well, we're on our last legs. We know LeBron's gonna can carry us to the finals. Yeah, they want to get a championship, so they're like, whatever, they deal with it. But when you got these young guys, they're like, I don't want to. This is a little it's, prima donna talking shit to everybody, and you know, excuse my language. But. <laughs> and you know what it is too, man. I always say it: losing, winning cures everything. When you're winning, nothing matters. Everyone's good. Kumbaya. We are good. We love it. As soon as losing happens, that's when everyone starts going at each other. You saw the Pittsburgh Steelers this year in football and everything with Antonio Brown and like the Lakers. Like 
LeBron, every time, like every time LeBron in his career has been losing on a team, it's just the sulking and everyone hates each other. And just all, all those times in Cleveland, like when he walked off uh, the court in the Boston series, when he left Cleveland and went to Miami, I mean, it was just like, you knew it was, it was bad, man. Uh, I mean, he did it the other night. Like he, before the end of the game, just walked off the court before the game was even over. Yeah. And I was walking into the um, tunnel and like, but they gotta, they gotta so, get their act together. So let's talk about though the teams that are winning here because as we talking about our earlier picks, like Lakers out, Houston. I don't think you gotta still feel, uh, feel pretty good about Houston. Uh, I think you know what Harden's been able to do is is pretty amazing, keeping that team afloat, and all the guys are coming back now. So I, I think Houston's got a real shot. Uh, my pick personally. And I don't know why I didn't pick them over LeBron. Of course, I had to get on the LeBron bandwagon. But I really like Oklahoma City. And they're, to me, the team in the West um, alongside Houston, too. I've really been kind of – you forget, like, the D'Antoni system and what he can do with a guy like Harden, who has sometimes come up small in the playoffs. But with Chris Paul, if he comes back, it's – Chris Paul is really the difference maker there. Uh, But – I just know if I'm a team, I don't want to go up against Russ, Paul, George, Steven Adams. They brought in Schroeder and like, you know, they got Nerlens Noel. They've, they've kind of put these weird role player guys on the team. It feels a little bit different in Oklahoma City. Russell's being a little bit more tame. He doesn't seem as crazy. Uh, and Paul George is playing out of his mind. MVP caliber talent. Um, I'm not ignoring the Denver Nuggets here. But I they're just they're young. They're, they're young. Like, I don't know that they're ready to make a run. Yeah, and and I forget what I was listening to, but but someone uh, I like to listen to NBA Sirius XM every now and then. Shout out. Shout uh, out. <laughs> but I like the way they put that in the playoffs. People come after your your plan A. They can they can scout your team better and have a game plan. So you got to go to your plan B. And when you look at the Denver Nuggets, they have seven players in double figure points per game which is great team ball awesome but when it comes to the playoffs you're gonna need a guy you're gonna need a go-to guy and they got the joker everything goes through him. the guy's playing out of his mind mvp season but like you said these young guys i think when they go up uh, up against a team like an okc or even lillard in portland and you know uh or harden i just i i don't I don't like their chances. Yeah, like if they have to play the Spurs in the first round, Pop is going to know how to plan for them. Yeah. And like they're not going to just walk all over a team like the Spurs or if they drop to three or there's some mixing up at the bottom. You know, they got to play any of those teams. But I agree. I mean, I think of any team that could challenge Golden State, I think it's OKC. And Golden State hasn't looked like unbeatable the last like couple weeks you know like i don't know i mean like yeah they're in that whole the time of year where it's just like oh let's just get to the playoffs and then they turn it on but you know they look a little vulnerable here and there uh they're so good so if they if they just like (laughs) go up against a just an inform russ and pg you know that's paul george man that dude's been playing out of his mind and He's taking a break, you know, get a little rest here and there, but I don't know. That could be that could be seven, six, seven games. And I think the West too, what it's really gonna come down to is seeding and how that all plays out. Because right now Oklahoma City and Portland are tied in the three four spot. 
and they're only one game ahead Houston at the five spot and the Jazz at the six spot. Like, it's going to be the team who's going to avoid Golden State until the Western Conference Finals. That's when you want to play them and all these matchups. So it's really these regular season games really, really matter. Um, and if I, I believe right now the Oklahoma City Thunder, they have the hardest schedule uh, to end the season, and they've lost four in a row. So I think Russ uh, or Paul George has been out too. So we'll see, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be about matchups, but um, you would agree, though, Golden State, Oklahoma City, and Houston are kind of the three teams I think that that's the it. three that mm-hmm. are – one of those three is coming out yeah. of the West. Or, I mean, I think – Golden State's coming out of the West, but they're but, yeah. those three are going to be contending. Yeah. Um, and and the Houston thing with Paul back, like, there's something about, like, kind of the, the mind games with Houston. Like, they had them. They had them. Yeah, without with, – Until Paul with, went down. So if they can – Without Chris Paul, they're – Like, I could see a seven-game series. They series. go in, steal game one, and it's, like, panic mode. Uh, Boogie, two. Like, he hasn't been here before, so if he's going to have a more important role, how does Boogie handle this stuff in the playoffs? Is he going to, you know, the, just the whole dynamic? You know, they're all a year older. Uh, yeah, Draymond isn't doing the anything. West, the West so. is stacked, man. The West is really, really good. Uh, so, on to the weaker Eastern Conference with the Detroit Pistons at the seventh seed. <laughs> Dude, the Orlando Magic are in the eighth seed at 30 and 34. Like... I don't even I don't know if I could name three players on the Orlando Magic. I really don't think I could. Fournier is the only one. I, I don't know why, just because his name is cool. Um, that's the only guy I remember. So and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, and Aaron Gordon, right? Aaron, yeah, Aaron Judge on the, <laughs> on the Magic. Judge. So when it comes to the Eastern Conference, we it's always been the Big Four. Um, Indiana, congrats. You guys have been doing, uh, really well with, with Victor out. I, I, I give you props. That's, uh, they make the second round probably. I don't think they're going to fall off as far as people think or thought think they, they would the without round? all the depot. Yeah. Uh, Cause who are they going to have to play? If they're in the top four, they're going to, Oh, if they have to, like, I see what you're saying. I think Detroit that, I think Indiana's going to drop. I think, uh, I think Boston will even surpass Indiana when it's all said and done. I think you'll have your, your top four, um, for sure. So when it comes, so I had picked uh, Boston and Milwaukee. We'll say you would pick Boston and Philly. I think the big story here, the two big questions. Well, Boston is not now the clear favorite. I think we can we can all say that. And I am ready. I'm off the Boston bandwagon. I I, I wasn't. Every time we've done this podcast, I still was like, just give Boston time. They'll figure it out. This and that. I've watched enough enough basketball to know that Toronto. Milwaukee and Philly are just better. They're better teams than Boston with or without Kyrie. I think they're better than Boston. I think last year, Boston had the easiest road to the Eastern conference finals. uh, And they, the only good team they had to play was Cleveland. And Cleveland was like pretty much trash last year. And they just had (laughs) LeBron. That team was so bad. So they didn't have to play Toronto because they blew it. I think they probably would have lost. Um, for whatever reason, Toronto just could not uh, beat LeBron. But so really between the Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, I still love Milwaukee. I think there's a lot of people who still aren't sold, like until they see Milwaukee actually do it. Um, but I am I am all in a Milwaukee. They 
You think they get to the finals? I think the Milwaukee is going to the finals. I really do. And Philly, because of the trades they made, is a close second for me. I think, depending on how the seeding works, I think the top two teams are Milwaukee and Philly. And I think, depending on how the matchups go, there's a chance that Toronto maybe would get there because they wouldn't have to play either of them. Uh, you know, if Milwaukee has to play Philly in the Eastern semis. But I am all in on Milwaukee winning the Eastern Conference. And I really like Philly. I think the moves they made, even when they first made the Butler move, but the the Harris move really put me over the top. That starting five, like, it's it's the same kind of thing when I say about OKC. Like, what team do I not want to play when I'm the one seed? And that, that's Philly. I, I don't want anything to do with them. Like, yeah, Simmons can't really shoot. Uh, but, but now they got two other guys, like they yeah. got guys that can shoot. So if, if those guys are healthy and they have that starting five, I don't want to see that team. And I think they would give Milwaukee the biggest run for their money. Um, I mean, I want to see that first round four or five Boston Philly matchup and Philly just wax them because yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm not, like Boston. I mean, we, 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 we already know. Like, we don't like Boston teams. Hate them. And we show a little respect here and there to growing up seeing Antoine guys, Walker but... shimmy on a, shooting threes <laughs> from half court. Ugh. So you know, but yeah, like I think uh, watching some of those games throughout the season, like those Milwaukee Raptors games, just are all good. Like when Toronto plays Philly, they're close. It's like those three teams would cause some trouble for anybody. And if they have to go up against each other, like that's going to be a fun matchups. Any one of them, any, any one of those three against each other is going to be fun to watch, but does it come in the East finals or second round? It's probably like a Toronto, uh, a Toronto Philly or something like that. in the second round, I don't know, yeah. but I think it's going to be Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston, one, two, three, four, when it's all said and done. And he's got a pretty tough schedule coming up. They've beaten some pretty. They've they've been winning those games, but they're playing bad teams, and they got some. They got they got a tough road out of them, and I think down the stretch, uh, Philly I think is just going to continue to win. Toronto, Milwaukee, nothing's going to stop them. And the question is Boston being two and a half games behind Indiana, uh, and I think they they might even play them a couple times. So uh, I think without a doubt, those are your top four, and minus the first round of the Eastern Conference. Playoffs. This should be a fun, you know, with all the NBA and like, oh, Golden State ruining the NBA, this and that. This is going to be a fun playoffs, man. There's a lot there of good matchups out there. Yeah, there's good teams. A, the younger generation is 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 coming. They're they're kind of here already. And the NBA, man, has a has a bright future. I, I wish it wasn't so West heavy. Uh, you know, I, I'd love to see the East kind of kind of catch up. Um, I still believe that the East is very far behind, minus the the top four teams, but it's uh it's gonna be fun, man. Uh, are you are you sold on Milwaukee? Are you? Do you have a clear like? I mean, I'm not gonna. The way say you talk about the they're... Raptors, I always kind of think you like secretly love Kawhi and the Raptors, but it... yeah, Toronto, I hear it's a good city. <laughs> I want. I can't get you to pick. I just can't. I can't get you to. I got those. I got those Degrassi ties to to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I like, I like when I see in Milwaukee. Like I went to a game where they played the Nets, and like seeing Giannis like up close, 
Like there's no like he's an unguardable player. It's like unreal what this guy can do. Yeah. So can he carry them over the course of three rounds into the finals and you know, our team's gonna be able to plan for him, but it's like it doesn't matter. If they get out in, in the in the open court and that dude is just running up and down, what are you gonna do? You know, it's it's tough. I yeah, I don't know if I'm hundred percent sold. Maybe like ninety percent. Like they look pretty good. I mean, they're not they're not the top seed by yeah. by accident. I just think so. too, like guys like Bledsoe, Middleton, like dude, they got players who can shoot and play basketball. They play really yeah. Brooke Lopez. Yeah, but you know what though? <laughs> but but what that that's perfect where it's like Brooke Lopez is like a forgotten He's their best three point shooter. No, he's not. Stop it. No, he is like by percentages, he is. By percentages. <laughs> oh god. But you know what? But hey, Brooke, you want to shoot some wide open threes? Like, sure. Um, because Giannis, you cannot guard Giannis one on one. And even, you know, is Kawhi going to lock him down in a head to head series? Like, I kind of agree. Like that, the Milwaukee Toronto seeing that as like an Eastern Conference Finals would probably even be more exciting than a Philly uh, Milwaukee. I think in a in a in a way, you know, Toronto matches up better with Milwaukee, and that and that is really too the bigger point of all of this where playoffs man is all about matchups. Like we can say here, this team, I like this team better than the other team, this and that, but like sometimes the best team just doesn't match up well against a particular team. And that can, that can really hurt them. So like I I'm picking Milwaukee and Philly. Cause I really like what Philly's doing, but I also think, Toronto is a tougher matchup for Milwaukee than Philly. So, but if Toronto played Philly, I like Philly. See what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> Shuffling things around here. <laughs> uh, it could. I mean, yeah, it could so, get nuts. I mean, let's get nuts, guys. But yeah, I, 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 I love Milwaukee. It's easy to say I like the top teams in each of the the, the conferences, but hey, they're they're at the top for a reason, and home court advantage in the playoffs too. It means a lot. That'd be it'd be interesting to see. I uh, yeah, if it was Milwaukee Golden State, Milwaukee has home court, and then what happens? So yeah, I think mm-hmm. with all this said, though, I, I think Golden State is going to win the NBA championship, barring anything crazy. Because one dude, once KD and like all them turn it on, like it's just it's stupid. Um, <laughs> it's really. Uh, it's really ridiculous. So, all right, man. It's uh, yeah, it's, there's a game coming up in about an oh, hour. Oh yeah, Knicks, uh, Knicks Clippers. So Clippers. Yeah. This will probably air uh, after that game. Uh, <laughs> I expect the Knicks. Are they home? They're in LA. To watch the Knicks win this game, it just <laughs> smells bad. You know, yeah, they've got some not reds. trying to win games. Yeah, they're not like a Sunday afternoon. Like Knicks are going to come out swinging. What's maybe we should put some money on that game? What's the what's the spread? Um, are they? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, Clyde's sleepy. He's probably hanging out at the. Oh, I did. JJ's uh, before we go, I did. I did have a question for you. Did you uh, did you watch the Oscars? I did. So I've seen all the Oscar movies. The, the best picture movies, except uh, I didn't actually, I, I, I looked this up before. The Favorite, I, I didn't know that was even nominated. I haven't seen that. 
I haven't the seen favorite and Roma were the only two I haven't. Seen. I haven't seen the favorite and I haven't seen the winner, the Green Book, and I haven't seen Black Klansman. So the Green Book, literally, my mother and my grandmother being on the phone with them were like all in on the Green Book. And they just like, you have to see it. You got to go see the Green Book. So I knew, okay, it's probably a good movie, but it's not like the best picture. You know, it's like I immediately knew, picture. like, I'll wait till it comes out on HBO or whatever. Like, I'm not going to go out and see it. So, yeah, I, I mean, you, it, so you it saw it. Good. You said you saw it. Yeah. Would, it would was you entertaining. Given I don't know picture? that I'd recommend it to like. Like, you have to go see this. I would not give it that kind of recommendation. Came out around Christmas time. You know, it's a nice feel good for the holidays. But not deserving. It's it's like any other race movie we've seen in the last 20 years where the white guy (laughs) decides he's going to not be racist anymore and change his views and be nice to the black dude. And then everyone's happy and gets on with their lives. Why do they even? We've seen it. We've seen it so many times. And for it to win Best Picture and Best Original Screenplay, I think was insane. And more, maybe more of a, a take on how bad the movies were this year. This year, that, that was going to be my movies. other thing. Because I've seen most of the movies, and I really wanted to see Black Klansman. Like, I, I thought, like, just the premise, watching the trailer, I'm like, this movie looks awesome. And the dude from Ballers is in it. Uh, Ricky Jared. So I'm like, oh, I want to see this. And I and then I was like, oh, my God, Spike. I didn't know Spike was uh, doing this movie. But I've heard from people that almost a similar reaction to, like, Green Book of, like, it was good. I enjoyed it. But was I wowed? Like, I think it was better than Green Book. Yeah. And Spike Lee's made some, like, he hasn't made, like, a great movie in a long time. Sure. So, like, of the of his recent movies, I think Black Klansman is probably the best. And I think that's the consensus from a lot of people is that it was uh, one of his better movies. Because I'm, I'm still looking forward to see that. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't, uh, haven't seen that. I didn't even know it was out. I, I think I heard about it, like, after the fact. It was yeah, already it came out of the movies. End of the um, summer, I think, is when I saw it. But also, side note. I heard when Green Book won, Spike Lee, like, left the Oscars, like, through, like, a little temper tantrum and, like, walked out because he was so pissed. I think he was backstage or he was – I don't remember where he was. But, yeah, he, like, made a look at the camera. He, like, said – or made a face or something like that. Dude. And he commented on it afterwards. But I I guess maybe I should look through the whole story, but Spike, man – I don't know about you sometimes, man. Ever since you started wearing those Landry Fields jerseys, I've really <laughs> reconsidered what I what I think about you. Uh, it's like, it was cool no, for we us love, we to love see Spike. him finally just, win one. You know, he's been yeah, but you don't, don't like, rain on anyone else's parade. Even if you didn't like Green Book or this and that, just like keep your cool in the moment, man. Like it's their moment. Like those guys, whatever. Even if you don't like the movie or what it stands for, they worked hard on it. Like don't don't act like that, man. I feel I, like I, the what we what everyone needs to pay attention to now is clearly. Octavia Spencer is the one to watch for Oscar-winning movies because she's involved in all these movies. She was yeah. in this one, in Green Book. She was involved in the uh, the Shape of Water last year. She was in Shape of Water other... was surprisingly good. Did you catch that? I still haven't watched it yet. No. Yeah, it's 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 really weird, but um, but as you're saying, so it seems like I mean I I didn't see those movies uh, when I saw the Green Book one. I was pretty surprised. Um, 
it was hard for me though having not seen those even all the movies i did see i was kind of like this year i was just kind of underwhelming as far as like best picture there wasn't a clear cut there wasn't anything that wowed me like i like to be there's no golden state warriors this year who won who won last year uh shape of water it, right, it was Shape of Water. And Moonlight, I saw Moonlight was okay. I, I don't know, maybe the last few years, but Shape of Water was actually very original and like a lot better than I thought from everything I heard about it. Um, this year, my favorite movie probably was Bohemian Rhapsody. And it won the Golden Globe and it wasn't even accurate. There was a lot of like misinformation throughout it. But yep. like start to finish, it was just... I'm glad it got as much recognition as it did. Um, but what I really would have liked to see this year, I would have loved to have seen Black Panther win. Black Panther was freaking awesome, man. Like, yeah, it was a Marvel movie, but so what? It was so good and all the way it was made and the story and just like all of it, it came together. It was it was a great movie. And if there was a year that a Marvel movie could have came in and won Best Picture, it would have been cool. Like, it was cool it got the nomination. That was cool enough. But... Green Book? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was just I don't even very know if I like, want to eh. see it. I don't And Roma was okay. You didn't it it's an interesting movie. It's it's shot really well. It's very artistic. It seemed like that even if Roma won, that would have been more like, okay, like I get it. I can I I can see it. It's like an original, you know, subtitles, the black and white. Sure. I mean and then you got your your stars born and Yeah. I did not like that movie. I mean yeah, Everyone knows the story. They've done good. it four times it already, good. so it's like okay, different interpretation, same movie, but it's just a little clunky. Like the way, even the way it was directed, the like Gaga lover. Yeah, so she. I mean, she made the movie, man. She the only she reason why I wanted to watch it. Um, she was great. She was great in it. It made you. It made you like the movie. It was all. It was Gaga carried it. You know, Cooper. Just, eh, you know, you held your own. Eh, it's just, it's but like you right. said, like it's. It's a movie you've seen before. That a best picture should should really. I want to be wowed. I want to be wowed. I want to be taken places. I want to feel things. Maybe uh, it's just the movie industry these days of just getting, um, you know, movies made and just th- those wow, those wow movies. Yeah, it I wasn't. Need, I need Scorsese to come come strong next year. With, yeah, next year the I've been hearing the, the Irishman, Irishman is coming out, so maybe that'll be get, get a get I mean, a sense. He's got, of he's got everybody in it, so. You got De Niro, he's got Pacino, he's got yeah. Keitel, he's got oh, all that's missing is Leo in that movie. They'd, they'd have a best picture. Uh, we actually, yeah, I was uh, watching The Departed the other day. Good movie. Good. <laughs> um, all right, well, there you have it. Yeah, it's not much. Nick still stink. The Warriors are still awesome, and the Green Book was just okay. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. I don't have. I don't have much else. Yeah, I'm gonna get ready for this Nick game. I think. I think I'll watch. Maybe. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, I, it's a I, Sunday afternoon. I got nothing else to do. Yeah, I've been. I've been. I've been trying to watch. I want to. I. I saw the one last thing. I, I got to see the new look Knicks uh, play the play the Pistons back in February. It was like a month ago almost. Uh, right after the trade happened, and. Uh, I had a little bit to drink at the game and was not really focused on the game. Uh, I was focused more on my chicken fingers, uh, but it was pretty bad to watch. And like you said, like you got to watch Giannis play and 
It's just the difference of watching a guy like Giannis play. And I have not yet seen him play, but I, when we went to the game last time and uh, back in New York and got, even to see a guy like Kemba Walker play, like there's such, being a Nick fan and not seeing superstars on the floor, you forget how good some of the guys in this league actually is, uh, actually are. So, Maybe we'll get KD and we'll, we'll get to see <laughs> someone fly. Until then, though, we shall continue our lives and wait and live and life. See. All right, Marcus. All right, let's uh, let's do this again soon. We gotta we gotta get get to the boardroom and figure out what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> and uh, well, playoffs are coming up soon, so I'm sure we'll be talking about playoff basketball soon. March Madness. Uh, March Madness coming up. We're gonna watch watch these college players. Who are the Knicks? We gotta start looking at our top five picks because we gotta be ready for for that pick to drop. So, <laughs> Nick fans, get out there, put the pressure on the media to pick the right guy, because uh, usually the Knicks will will do what we say. We we have the power. We can do this, guys. If you believe it, it will come true. You know what I saw, actually? One last thing. <laughs> One last thing. You just reminded me of something. The Sandlot is coming back as a TV series. Oh, God. Setting in the, with the original cast. Set in like the 80s. What, in like their kids? I don't know the what the premise cast. is. They're like adults now. But they're going to have, it's going to take place, yeah, like, I think in like 1984 or something like that. Yes. I don't know. If like, <laughs> legends, well, on die. that note, <laughs> hope you had a good time. Uh, yeah, we'll do it again soon. We'll let you know. Let's talk next podcast episode nine in the books. Ten episode ten in the books. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>